Welcome to the 179th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today we are recording on May 8th, 2020. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and 50% of this year's show with me is the other half of the show, Carlos Rodella. How you doing, Carlos? What's up? <laughs> people still do that, right? That's from uh, that's from like a commercial that people still know about. I can't believe you did that. Did you know? Did, was that specifically for me or no? Did I you think just picked that out of a hat. Yeah, maybe both. A little from column A and column B. Yeah, my uh, my son just had a birthday. He just turned eleven, and he loves that commercial, the "What's Up Budweiser What's Up" commercial from whatever nineteen ninety something, whatever that is. And he loves it so much that I actually got clips from all his friends and our family members saying what's up. And I spliced them all together into his own personalized version of the Budweiser commercial. I gave it to him for his birthday. Oh, I didn't know you went that far. That's awesome. I did know that you that he liked it. That's, it turned out really cool. It was really neat and fun. That's awesome. And did you uh, end up from the last episode watch some of the MTV stuff that I talked to you about? No, we were it's still on our agenda. My wife was like 100% down to talk about it, but we just haven't got around to it yet. Uh, and what that is, is there's archive.org uh, put up the first four hours of MTV. If you kids want to see it and see how music television started, uh, we mentioned that last episode, but it's still up. So check it out. I think we're in the middle of a series right now. We're, I think we're three episodes away from the end of the series. And then I think after we're done, we're going to pop it on. We are both super stoked to check it out very excited well you know what i'm super stoked about is that we are going to be on youtube and we're going to be animated we are please tell me more carlos <laughs> just to jump start with that um <laughs> by the time you listen to this podcast you might already be able to go to the channel it doesn't have a fancy url just yet but we'll put a link somewhere follow us on twitter at so video games uh, yeah, we're. I just kind of messed around with some animation, and uh, you're a robot now, and I talk to you in little clips on YouTube. I have seen a sneak peek, and I think it's delightful. But then again, I'm I'm the robot, so maybe people listening to the show who haven't seen it could check it out, take a look, see what they think, and maybe they will find it delightful also. Yeah, I just think you know, uh, podcasts are long, and both of us like to ramble and talk about one million games each episode. So if you want to just like uh, digest us in little chunks, which sounds totally gross and weird that I just <laughs> now they're hearing that, uh, you can do that on YouTube and just watch these little clips that uh, I used to put up as audio, but now they'll be slightly, let's call it slightly animated. <laughs> don't look for Excellent. don't look for running around and you know wild hijinks and adventures. It's like just two of us talking, slightly animated. So and it's not like a TV show or anything. Like we're not like doing this in conjunction with like cartoon network or anything oh i wish i mean if they're interested please get in touch with us but uh yeah we're not there yet this is the beginning of the ascent so we'll see <laughs> um i have i have some other housekeeping do you have some housekeeping well i was just gonna say it feels like we're doing housekeeping why don't you do your housekeeping and i'll do i have one piece but i'll save it for the very end why don't you go through yours first uh, just real quickly, The Curse of the Dead Gods, I mentioned last episode, I was saying that that's come out on console. I was wrong. This is a retraction. What I meant was Book of Demons is coming out on console, and that's on PS4 now, which is something I think we've also talked about on the show. But I Yeah, I actually played it last night. I was going to talk about it, not on this show, but probably pretty soon. Okay, yeah, I, I played it, I think, on Steam. We literally review every game. I can't remember. I think I talked about it in the show. But Book of Demons, I definitely have played, uh, but it's out on PS4. That's the retraction. I thought it was Curse of the Dead Gods. It's actually Book of Demons out on PS4 now. No worries. Simple mix-up. No big deal. Also, out on PS4 now, a game that I did talk about on the show, Super Mash, is now on console. Oh, okay. This was the one where you take two different genres and somehow the game combines them like what like what's an example of the two things that get mashed up yeah they're like eight or 16-bit games and you can put like a shooter with an rpg and so then you're flying around shooting spaceships but then also you like go into a battle scene and do like a turn-based battle with the enemy that you just shot at it's like ridiculous and very addictive and fun um i highly recommend to everybody especially if you like retro games um, Super Mash. It's on PS4 now, and I think that's a great place to play it because I might do that thing that we talk about and rebuy a game 
because I really want to play it on my couch and I don't want to play it on my computer. It's dangerous these days, man. With every game going to every platform, like if you jump in on anything early, there's a very high chance you're going to find it on a different console that you like it better on. And that temptation is there, especially for something that isn't a full price game. I mean, this was uh, was this uh, bargain priced or what was it going for? Yeah, you I mean, I feel like it was twenty on Steam. I feel like it's maybe fifteen on console. We don't do research. I don't know what the prices are. By the way, if you listen to our podcast every whenever we do them, and you're like mad that we don't know prices, you know, just tweet us and we'll maybe do better. <laughs> I feel like we yeah, should look up I mean, prices. It depends, though. By the time that somebody tweets us, we see it and then talk about a price. Or even if we just re- research a price, like the way that things go these days, it's very likely that it'll be like on sale by the time we talk about it. Or if it's on sale, it won't be on sale anymore by the time we talk about it and someone listens to it. So it's like, I would hate to give wrong information. I mean, I think maybe a general MSRP or something. I don't know. I well, mean, like I expensive know. or cheap. I think we do that. You know? Yeah, and that's, that's, that's fine. I think it's pretty good. Oh, that's a long-winded tangent. It's cheap. <laughs> Super Match is cheap. And it's on PS4. Check it out. Um, my last piece of housekeeping was just I'm still playing Fairy Nights. And even though you don't want to give it a chance because you don't like the art. Oh, God, dude. I just Oh, I can't get over the art. It's too ugly. I can't do it. <laughs> it's so fun to me. And I play it in bed uh, pretty much every night now. And it's got it's a puzzler RPG. And I really like it. I don't mind the graphics. And also... It does have a little bit of a pacing problem because now I'm pretty far into the game and I started dying a bunch. So similar to Trials oh, no. of Yeah, I know. Similar to Trials of Mana, it really just ramped up quickly. So but it's not gonna deter me. I love it. Alright, fair enough, fair enough. Uh I don't usually have uh housekeeping, but I do have a little bit of housekeeping this week, just a touch. We actually got a very nice email from one of our uh listeners. Uh, in Germany, we have. A, it seems like we have a fair number in Germany. Uh, this time, it is from a uh, good man, Thorsten Bush, who emailed us from his secret underground lair in Germany. I'm Ooh. sure he is up to just only good things. Um, so I, I had to cut this uh, email down for length. So Thorsten, I apologize. I I didn't want to read your entire email here, so I, I snipped it a little bit. Uh, here's the part that I edited for the show. He says. I was just listening to the current episode, 178, which is the last episode we just did. And while I normally hate it when people say you've been playing the game all wrong, I think both you and Carlos have actually been playing her story all wrong. Oh, Fundamentally, no! I know. <laughs> Fundamentally, I think her story is a couch co-op game and just not any good if you play it on your own. You're actually doing both yourself and the game a disservice by soloing. Um, so again, that was that was trimmed for length, uh, but that really encapsulates the gist of what uh, Thorsten was talking about. And you know, um, Thorsten, I, I know I replied to you on email, but I'm going to reply to you again here on the show so everybody can hear it. I think you're probably correct. I heard from several people when her story first came out that they had a lot of fun playing at couch co-op or like people gathered around a PC or gathered around an iPad or something where people and you and you call this out in your email as well. I'm kind of parroting you here, uh, but you know, somebody will have one impression of a clip. Again, if you don't know, her story is the FMV game where you're trying to put together like a like interview clips to find out what happened about a murder or something like that. Uh, and and so some people will have some impression of one clip. People have another impression, and everybody kind of discusses about what's the right thing to investigate. So I can totally see how that would be a really fun thing to do. Um, but as I said earlier in the email, uh, I am I'm you know I'm not always an action gamer, but I definitely lean towards the action game side, and I would probably couch this with my wife. And she's totally an action gamer, and she's not really up for it when games have way too much story, or when it's something like talky thinky like this. Uh, she is definitely more of the like you know Dark Souls or Monster Hunter, like really like gritty action game. And so I'm just thinking I don't know that I'd be able to get her to sit on the couch and sit through it. And honestly, I don't think I'd even be able to sit through it myself. But I get what you're saying. I think it's good advice. It's really good advice, and we do enjoy couch co-op. Um, so anybody who heard us talking about this, Carlos, maybe should put that in their back pocket and think if it's boring for one person, maybe try it with two. Have you ever tried this game co-op, Carlos, or would that be something you're interested in? No, it's a great point. Um, and there's so many other games that are like that, especially the, we talk a lot about um, the full motion video games that we like, the kind of choice driven yeah. stories. And I can see a, a ton of those being played with other people. Um, what was the one with the girl? Um the girl's what we na- just did? No, no, the girl's name. Just the girl's name. 
Erica or something? Is it Erica? Oh, yeah, there was Erica. Yeah, yeah for sure. We did that but one. But all those just feel like, you know, really good movies. Or like Bandersnatch. Like you want to watch something, but you also have choice. Love it. So I like his idea. I would do it. Right now I'm flying solo. Okay? So I'm just <laughs> me in a room. I don't have the option to have someone else with me. Um, but if that becomes available, or I should say when that becomes available, yeah, I think that's a great way to revisit these games. But I did play Her Story solo and got through it, but I was it was a little bit of a slog. So I can see sitting down with someone else and enjoying it a bit more. Yeah, yeah. What was the one we just recently talked about? Was it the complex? Telling the lies one? or the one that I didn't uh, like? No, no, no. The one the FMV that just put was put out by Wales Interactive. I think it was the complex. We, yeah, the complex. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, complex was great. I did that couch co op with my wife. I thought that was great. Uh, I liked doing some of the Walking Dead, like the Telltale stuff with the wife. So Until Dawn, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm, we're down for those things. I just think that this particular one, maybe not a great fit. But Thorsten, I think in general you are correct, and I agree with your point, and I think that's a good point uh, to share with other listeners. So if you did hear us bagging on um, Telling Lies and Her Story last episode, maybe think about it as a co-op thing instead of a solo thing. Yeah. So thank you for bringing that up Thorsten and thank you for listening uh, in your underground lair in Germany <laughs> wait is he in the um, uh, complex maybe he's in the complex he, oh my god he might be researching those nanites he uh, might be in the complex that's what it is Thorsten keep those nanites in that test tube buddy do not let those things out yep uh, I have no more housekeeping you got housekeeping no we just did a, a lot of housekeeping all right, the house is kept. Let's move on to the show. Now, this is a little bit of a special show. Carlos, I'm going to toss to you in a minute because we are going to be talking about the Inside Xbox uh, program, which just aired, I believe it was a couple days ago, uh, talking about the new reveal of the Xbox Series X and some of the games that are going to be coming to that. Um, so just full disclosure, everybody, um, I do have a life outside of so video games and game critics, and um, I actually was going to be on that show. So I will be on that show. If you look at the episode, I believe it's out today. And if you're watching the feed that features American Sign Language, I do American Sign Language and I do video games. And so I am right in the Venn diagram for doing this kind of work. So if you tune into the ASL feed, you will see me on that program. Um, so just full disclosure... Uh, it's not going to stop me from bagging on things that I think are not good, <laughs> but just in the interest of keeping it on the up and up, uh, I did have a part in creating this actual show. Dude, you're an ASL celeb. I mean, if such a thing exists, <laughs> I don't know if that's me, but I did do this and it was really fun. And I do want to give real, I mean, amazing props to Microsoft. Just to pause for a second. They've been putting a lot of money into accessibility lately, and I think that's really cool. I wish... Um, other people in the industry would really follow their lead. I mean, they did the adaptive controller. Um, they've been putting uh, sign language interpreters on basically all the programs they've been putting out. Mm -hmm. um, they've been uh, they did some captioning uh, audio to text and text to audio uh, with Ninja Theory on Bleeding Edge recently, which was really a great uh, feature. Um, so they've been putting a lot of money into accessibility and they do a lot of things outside that I can't discuss right now, but I know that they're really investing heavily in it. I think that's awesome. So um, all that other stuff aside, props to Microsoft for supporting sexability. I said sexability. That is not the right thing. You know no. what? It's I mean, a different thing and they might support it. Who knows? They, they might. I apologize, Microsoft. We're not talking about your sex ability. That's a totally different thing. Let me restate myself. I support their accessibility. And I'm going to get off the topic before I start putting my foot in my mouth again. Carlos, turning it over to you. No, but I can't <laughs> okay, leave that okay. alone. I can't leave that. Just one more thing. The podcast name is is Sexability. That's it. Sexability. Yeah, damn Write it. that okay, down. Right. I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. Okay. <laughs> Shit. Okay. All right, Carlos. Uh, we both watched the show. I was part of the show, but you watched the show as well. I think we're both ready to talk about the show. You have a list of the topics that you want to discuss. I'm going to let you take the lead, and I will chip in as necessary. So why don't you tell us? Uh, what you thought of Inside Xbox May, and let's talk about it. Yeah, and I, I just basically have a list of the games they uh, basically showed off, and I just wanted to kind of go through my thoughts on each one. Um, in general, it was a really quick show. It was just something, I think, kind of um, to hold people over. Obviously, the last time we saw this was the Game Awards, I want to say. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, you know, it's been a little while, and also with the, you know, situation right now where people can't go out to shows, uh, I think it was smart for them to just say, hey, here's a little teaser. We do have games in the works. We have things that are come out, you know, going to actually launch with the system. And here's some things you can look forward to, which is which is great. So um, and they also said in the very beginning is third party. Right. So 
I think some people after they watched it said like, oh, what? I wanted to see bigger games. A. Yeah, um, I heard some of that blowback. Yeah, well, yeah. Kind of, I would say A. Yeah, that was like, come on, you guys. Come on. It's eat shit because bigger games, every game's awesome. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be just like a brand new, you know, first party title to be something you're excited about. So anyways, we're not going to give that any, you know thought in no, this podcast no. game is a game and i think it's great that they're going to focus on games that are not put out by second party teams i mean everybody needs some spotlight so i was i was happy to see what else they showed yeah that's silly talk we don't we don't get into silly talk like that here not that kind of silly um the first game was just blew me away and made me think of another game i just played uh, bright memory infinite and it's made by one person which is redonkulous when you go google it right now uh google bright memory infinite made by one person it looks incredible it's a first person uh shooter melee game so it looks and feels like immortal legacy the game that i love that i mentioned on this podcast uh which if you haven't played that go play it it's, it's phenomenal Immortal legacy wait a minute what isn't that what it's called do i not know no, my own aren't game? you talking about aren't you talking about um no i mean immortal legacy no, no, no. jade cypher yeah right you hated that game. Oh, I hated that game. That's with the, you're talking about Shadow Warrior. I'm talking about Shadow Warrior. That's the that's <laughs> the one with the Witcher voice of Doug Cockle. Okay, never mind. Yes, let's be- Thank you <laughs> for catching a, me on that. A, Thank- we're off to a roaring start here on episode oh. 179, folks. We got to back it on up, and then we're going to back it on up again. I'm going to animate <laughs> all this too. I'm going to animate this whole fucking thing. Bright Memory Infinite is like. Uh, Shadow Leg. Wait, no, not Shadow Legacy. Shadow oh my Warrior. God, Shadow Warrior. Yes, Shadow Warrior Two specifically, wasn't it? Yes, it was Shadow Warrior Two. Can I just? I'm gonna do a retake. Watch this. <laughs> hey, there was an Xbox show. It's pretty good. They showed off a bunch of third party games. One of them was called Bright Memory Infinite. It was like Shadow Warrior Two, and I loved it. Check it out. See, I fixed it all. That's great. I love that you fixed that. Okay, and also, it really is. It looks incredible. It's amazing what people can do. Just one person. Uh, I have no idea how uh, they pulled it off. So check it out. Well, let me me tag onto that a little bit. Because, yeah, I mean, even though that game, like, probably not something that would really grab me very much. I think the fact that it was created by one person. I mean, that is totally amazing. Like, when I watched that, it looked just like a regular you know, like a regular game that you would expect, like a big budget, you know, a regular studio, maybe a smaller studio, but you expect a team, giant team from somewhere. And when they were like one game, I'm like, holy shit, like that is, that is ridiculous. I mean, I bet people were emailing that person like immediately after that show and be like, hey, yo, clearly you can get some shit done. How about you know, I know something going? That's, I mean, talk about like putting some spotlight on somebody. So, I mean, super impressive, super impressive. Yeah. And, and I think, um, yeah, in general, I'm a big fan of first person that mixes in melee. And like you said, when I first started seeing like footage, I was like, well, what big game is this that I didn't remember? You know what I mean? Like which big companies are working on this because I don't, is this like the new Dishonored? Or like, what is this thing? Yeah, I mean, you could have told me it was coming from anybody. You know, it's coming from the Borderlands people or it's coming from whoever, Sucker Punch or something. And I'd have been like, oh, yeah, totally. I get that. And like, I mean, so that that speaks to the quality of what this. I mean, and imagine if this person had like a team. I mean, that would be bananas. Oh, yeah. Well, this person will have a team, I'm sure, after this. Oh, no doubt. No uh, doubt. But also, I'm going to buy that game uh, day one. So also, uh, Dirt 5 was shown off. And I'm actually a big fan of like racing games that have a little bit of uh physics or just weirdness to them like i love the um uh, horizon series right forza Mm -hmm. Um, i love being able to like kind of go off road and dirt 5 looked like amazing like i love dirt and you know (laughs) i love dirt so you know go figure i like dirt (laughs) 5 wow this is i think what it is okay it's really hot in my room right now because it is turned <laughs> turn in summertime. I we're both dehydrated. We're both not at our, the top of our game right now. We're both like one step away from going to the ER and we're still podcasting. <laughs> I'm like, I like dirt. So there's this game dirt five. I like it too because it's got dirt. I like in it, it five times more than regular dirt. <laughs> hey, I like dirt one, two, three and four. So I said, why not get me some dirt five? Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, more power to you. I'm not a driving game guy at all, so I was like, okay, whatever driver game, moving on. It's not something. It is not for me. Not for me. It's not for you. Uh, they also showed off Gorn, which I've definitely watched a lot of like preview stuff for. Um, no, it, no, it was, it was Scorn. Gorn is a different game. What are you talking about? 
Gorn is a PSVR first-person melee game that's really bloody. The trailer that we watched was Scorn, which oh, was a gross... Oh, my goodness. We're canceling this episode. That's it. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't drink enough water, folks. It goes straight to the brain. <laughs> I, I, meant, I meant Scorn. I wrote down Gorn, which is also out. I mean, that is that is actually a game that you can talk about and play, but that is not the game that we are, that you were talking about. Wow, now I want to get Gorn, because I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I would be into Gorn. Okay, so Gorn... Oh, but Gorn is only a PSVR, or is it PS, uh, PS4 as well? It might be PC. It might be PC as well, probably. Okay. Yeah, I think it was a, supposed to be a VR game, Gorn. Let's go back to Scorn, which I've seen previews of, and the art looks beautiful, and it looks disgusting, and like almost, I always think of Existence. Remember that movie, Existence? Existence, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was from uh, what was that guy's name? Was director? Oh. Cronen, David Cronenberg. Cronenberg, yeah, exactly. yeah. Everything's fleshy and weird, but that move, that game. Oh my goodness, that movie is like a video game. It is, and it, it it is the most video video game movie. You like literally, there's like an NPC scene in that movie that is so cool. Just uh, Google Existence. Uh, npc scene and it let's talk let's talk about this for a minute because i i 100 agree with you because i saw that movie from david cronenberg and he's super into body horror shit so if Mm -hmm. you don't like body horror maybe stay away but he is he is like mr body horror and existence it's e x existence isn't it existence x no i'm pretty sure it's existence like existence but with a z at the end of it i think i've always Um, said existence i've made it harder on myself (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well this is that i love this movie because it is it is clearly a movie made by people who know their shit when they're talking about video games this is a, in a, a video game inspired movie they talk about developers they talk about like the development process they talk about doing betas they do testing and but it's not about that like it's about kind of like a body horror thing uh, but it's also about video games and it is like incredibly about video games if you know about the industry if you know about game development and stuff this this movie is like it makes you do a double tank. You're like, wait a minute. Did they actually talk about video games like they knew what they were talking about? Holy shit, oh. they actually did. Yeah, they did. It's pretty amazing. And I don't like body horror. And I would say that it's it's got the least amount of probably like... I don't even like the, saying the words body horror. <laughs> um, but it's got the least <laughs> amount, I think. Because it's really about this... Yeah, it's kind of like a VR world. Like yeah, a, it's like a VR thing. Yeah, exactly. And so it's really more it's about so that. Crazy. Um Oh, I'm glad I brought it up and that you like it and that now people listening to podcasts might go check it out because oh, that is a great that is a great it's probably one of the best video game movies, even though it doesn't even look even at all like a video game movie, but it is the most video game movie. Yeah. So that's what I thought of when I saw Scorn. For some reason, I just felt like oh. it was first person. There was a lot of fleshy stuff. I had like, you know, in the trailer, you can see like someone assembles some sort of thing out of bone and flesh. And I was like, well, that's, you know, that reminded me of it again. I don't know what the game is. I don't know if I could handle that much like fleshy, fleshy, fleshy bits, but it's it visually arresting, right? It looked to me, it reminded me a lot of, I think that you were pretty on point with the Cronenberg stuff. It also reminded me of like H.R. Giger, mm-hmm. like his alien designs, like the biomechanical stuff. Everything is kind of like smooth and kind of bony and just weird and gross. I got to be honest, dude, I had to watch that trailer multiple times and I, I found it kind of stomach turning. Like I thought it was really fucking gross and I was like... Yeah. I mean, it was. I'm interested to find out what it's going to be actually about because they didn't really show like anything about the gameplay. But like visually, I was like, "Oh God, this is repulsive." I am not liking this very much. But I might be interested if the game ends up being, you know, something that I like. I mean, I mean, maybe it's a Dark Souls thing. Maybe it's a Silent Hill thing. Maybe it's a, uh, maybe it's like a an Angry Birds thing. I mean, who knows what it's going to be? It's not like. an Angry Birds thing. It's <laughs> oh man, I just now you gave me that visualization of Angry Birds body horror. Just like bird chunks getting flung out of a thing oh. would be really gross. I was going to have dinner after this, and now I don't know. <laughs> uh, moving on, as you say. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, by the way, I thought it was Geiger. HR- I believe it's Geiger. I'm pretty sure. I don't know anything anymore, Brad. <laughs> what is real? What's my name? Up is down. Day is night. Who am I? <laughs> uh, this definitely is the... Um, Weirdest episode. One of the weirdest episodes. Okay. Uh, the other thing that I they showed off is Madden, which yawn. Okay. Ugh, Madden. I don't play any sports game. I don't play sports games. I don't play driving game. Moving on. Okay. I do play driving. I don't play sports. I pretty much have moved on from uh, from sports games. Bloodlines 2 looks excellent, which I was going to say amazing. Uh, so it's, a, it's both of those things. I think it looks amazing and excellent. 
Uh, I didn't know what it was when it started. Uh, the trailer, you know, definitely hooked me. And then I found out one of my friends actually worked on the game, and they were saying how much they enjoyed working on it. And I don't know. What do you think? I, I, you, you like the vampire stuff. I do like the vampire stuff. I recently played um, Coteries of New York, which is a vampire game on Switch, which was amazing. I thought that was great. I love that one. Visual novel based in the same universe, The World of Darkness, from White Wolf Tabletop Games. Um, but I got to be honest, dude. When I watched this trailer, um, I was already feeling kind of like put off a little bit from the Scorn trailer just because it was so gross. And this this particular trailer opens with like a, bu- a family murdered around a Christmas tree and there's like hooks pulling their mouths open and their eyes open. Oh, and I was you like, know, yeah, that's this right. This is fucking gross. I was like, I, I mean, and it kind of made me pause just for like a minute because I'm like, you know, with everything that's going on in the world right now in real life, politics, America, coronavirus, I'm like, I, I'm not really up for like blood and death and gore and killing right now. I'm and not it was either. really kind of bumming me out yep. that, that Microsoft focused on these things. I kind of wanted something like a little bit lighter, a little bit more fun. And these were like really heavy, really dark. That that trailer I thought was also really gross. And it I don't think it sold the game very well. I bet the game's gonna be great. Um, but looking at what they showed in the trailer, it just looked nasty to me. I didn't, I didn't care for it. Here's what's interesting, and this is very interesting. Um, I didn't like that either, and I remember just like maybe one scene of it. But I was like, got up to do something when this that trailer started, so I kind of uh. missed the beginning, and I just heard like talking. And then when I came back, it feels like the second half of that trailer was more geared towards the vampire aspects, and the, it does, yeah, it is, and yeah. the relationships that you would have and form. And I was like. Oh, this is like an interesting world that they've created where like, you know, it, it wasn't like a horror thing. And so that's why I was interested. But now you said that I remember that there was kind of a creepy beginning and I w- walked over to the kitchen or something. So interesting. Well, you're totally right, dude. You're totally right. And I think I think the game will be great because, I mean, it's like a, a, a an open world RPG with vampire powers. You can do things. I mean, I'm sure the story is going to be a big part of it. I'm sure the story is going to be great. I'm sure the game's going to be great. But just like what they chose to focus on in that trailer for me missed the mark for me at this particular time. So I'm still looking forward to the game, though. And I'm with you on the whole thing right now at this current time. Like I, I want I don't want I'm not saying lighthearted everything, but there's things that you maybe don't want to focus on sometimes when the dark days are here, you know? Yeah. So when you're living that darkness, dude, I don't need that in my video games. I mean, that's why I fucking played No Man's Sky for like fucking 60 hours, because it was just like collected minerals and fly around a spaceship and I could ignore the real world for a while. You know, like I don't want I don't want like death and decay on my screen right now. Dude, that's why I play Trials of Mana. It is like the most relaxing thing. I'm like, you know, killing mushrooms. Okay, yes, I know I killed them, but they disappeared. They're little mushrooms. They got smiley faces. Wait. Mushrooms deserve it anyway. They're fucking gross, so that's fine. <laughs> I also like felt worse about it as I was saying it. They're smiling <laughs> at me. I'm killing mushrooms. Okay, never mind. Uh, <laughs> Those mushrooms had families, Carlos. I know. If I think of that, um, moving on, they showed another horror thing: the uh, uh, the medium. Uh, oh, the- dude, see, see, this is exactly the thing. Like, I think that man. They were they're not reading the room right now because even though medium looks great, another dark, gross game. Yeah, psychological. Now, the thing I did like that they mentioned was the people behind the Silent Hill music worked on the music, which I'm a big fan of that series, really for the kind of ambience that it creates. But yeah, also don't want that right now. So I was like, interesting, cool, maybe go back to the kitchen and get something else from the fridge because I don't I don't want that now. Yeah, Um, I mean, that trailer was real heavy. And, you know, it was obviously inspired by. Um, Silent Hill 2. It looks like it looks like Bloober Team, who were responsible for uh, Layers of Fear, uh, the recent Blair Witch game, uh, Observer. They're they're definitely horror horror people from Poland, I believe. Uh, and they were like, you know, I mean, it's obviously channeling Silent Hill 2. I mean, the the two different worlds motif, a real yep. world and a spirit world, and like the real world kind of burns away, and there's the gross world left over. The, they got uh, Yamaoka, like you said, for the, the the guy who wrote the music for Silent Hill 2. And they said they think Silent Hill 2 is like the best horror game ever. This looks to me just like their version of Silent Hill 2, which, I you know, a lot of people love Silent Hill 2. And it is very frequently quoted as the best horror game of all time. I got to be the odd man out. I didn't care for it that much. It was not my favorite Silent Hill and not my favorite horror game. I only played it the one time back when it was brand new. I mean, maybe it would be worth it to play it again, but I remember not really caring for it that much. So Yeah, but I think what you said is more important. Like, read the room. Like, even though you have oh that God, trailer, just, just drop the trailer later. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I just was like like three really dark, really gross games. And right now, when we're reading about people dying in record numbers and we're scared about opening economies back up and we're thinking about the president who just doesn't seem to give a fuck about Americans, like seeing death and decay and blood and weird, gross stuff was just like, oh, man, I just any other year I'd be up for this, but I'm kind of not up for it right now. So moving on, because I agree. Moving on. Moving uh, on. The Ascent looked interesting. Um, I want to say it's a top-down shooter, multiplayer. Uh, reminds me of a lot of games that we play that both of us like, which is like the Warhammers of the world or the Diablos. Um, that three-quarters perspective, kind of top-down shooter, maybe melee as well kind of game. But yeah. it, was, it seemed like it was focusing on PvE and PvP. And I think those are maybe hard to come by when it comes to multiplayer team-based games of that genre. Am I right? I mean, I I agree, yes. What this game really reminded me of was, did you see the movie Dread? Not the one with Sylvester Stallone, but the, the one that had the, good the other one. guy. Yeah, the yeah. good one. Yeah, that's exactly what this game is. This is this is that movie made into a game, literally. Like, you are the Judge Dredd character. I mean, not not specifically Judge Dredd, but you are that kind of character. They're in an arcology, just like it was in the movie. Something goes wrong. you got to, like, clean up the building. I'm assuming you're going to be climbing the towers to the top to find out what's going on. That is That seems to me, from the trailer, what this game is exactly. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, but I, I th- I'm in. I'm kind of in. Yeah, I'm in. I'm into this one. Uh, and then also just a few more. They um, Actually, there's quite a bit of games, actually, now that I'm looking at it. Uh, they talked about Scarlet Nexus, which looks like an anime. Uh, I don't know if it's just action or action RPG. And it seems like you're just fighting a bunch of flower monsters. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of weird. Like that all their heads weird. are flowers and like, oh, no, here comes the mighty Daisy. Yeah, um, I'm not really super into anime. So like the style of that game wasn't really grabbing me. But if the action's good, I'll check it out. But just visually, I'm like, meh. Yeah, the, I didn't like the monsters. Um, and then Dinosaur Fighter, I think that was the oh, name God, of it. Oh, God, that looks so boring. No, oh, that no. Wasn't it. It was, it's called Second Extinction. It looks so boring. Like, it was literally just like you drop down to a planet and shoot a bunch of dinosaurs. It looked yeah. so dull. Like, like it, it didn't even look like it was even ready to, to roll. Like, it was like somebody's alpha where they had just implemented the dinosaur population mechanic or something. And they're mm. just like showing, like it just it didn't look ready for prime time at all. Well, if you don't like dinosaurs, how about dragons? Yakuza like a dragon. That looks good. That looks good. If you haven't overdosed on uh, on those games by now, I mean, this looks like a really great place to jump in. New character, new story, same mechanics. But if you don't want to go play like seven games to get caught up to speed on the uh, original series, this is like a, a good starter for a kind of re- like a reboot. Yeah, I think this is what I would uh, probably play because I think I tried to start going back. Like you said, there's just so many games. And those games are definitely like soap operas, like locked together. You know, you you need to know what happened. Yeah. So if you're like get a whole new story and be like, okay, I'm I'm in on Like a Dragon. And now I know what the characters are like and what my motivation is. I think that's not bad. It looked good to me. It looked good. I, I love the Yakuza series, um, but I kind of burned out on them. I think I played about half, and I'm like, okay, I love these, but like I've had enough now, and I don't want to do them anymore. But it's been a while since I played one, and to be perfectly frank, I wouldn't mind a fresh start because uh, I have not played like the last four games in the series, and I don't want to play four games in a row so I can play like the fifth one. So getting a, a Square One reboot is kind of a, a cool thing to me. I, I'd be into this. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, that was just some of the games. I think maybe that was all the games. Uh, I might have missed one or two, but in general, it was a short show. I think it was helpful. I think it was actually very needed for them to rhyme, remind people um, that this thing's kind of coming out soon. And yes, we do have some games that are going to launch with it. And for me, you know, both of us, I think we just buy uh, what whatever systems out there to review stuff. So it's not even like a question if I'm going to get the system. But at the same time, I would like to start thinking about what i might be playing on it and i from this show i have like a few things uh one thing that you didn't mention was one that i actually liked uh was most interested in was chorus um but it's spelled with a v it's like c-h-o-r-v-s because they're getting all fancy like i don't know Hmm. like people do i guess that's the one where it's a lady who is piloting some kind of it looks like a, a semi alive spaceship and you're flying around in space blasting stuff and taking on capital ships and doing all sorts of cool moves 
um, with her little fighter ship. Did you see that trailer? I missed this. Totally. You must have been in the kitchen for that one. Chorus looked pretty good. I like, it kind of reminded me a little bit of something like, um, what is that? Like, uh, what is that Xbox flying game that everybody loved? Crimson Skies a little bit Mm -hmm. or something, you know, something really action-y. And I'm like, just the look of flying around the ship seemed pretty kinetic and cool. So I'd be interested in that one. Uh, But I agree with what you said. It's not a question of if you're going to get the Xbox Series S. I mean, for me... Uh, being the editor of GameCritics.com, uh, I basically have to, so I'm going to get it no no matter what. Um, and I don't know that a lot of these were super appealing to me, but I'm going to be on board anyway, and there's still a lot more stuff to come, so we'll see what happens. Dude, all I want to play is the game by the one person, the Bright Memory Infinite. That, that like sold me. I was like, if that's ready day one, that's what I'll be playing. Um, that looks like a strong game if you like those action games, man. And you you really liked your Shadow Warrior too. It seems oh, right up that alley. Or Immortal Legacy. No, not that game. No, <laughs> nobody buy that game. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on. That's that's our coverage of the Inside Xbox May. Um, we have a couple games to talk about, um, just real briefly, and then we have a little bit of Last of Us Two discussion at the end. Carlos, do you want to start with games, or should I start? What do you feel? Um, yeah, I went to the rundown. Why don't you do a couple games? Okay, I just have a couple games real quick to give a shout-out to. I'm going to start with the one that I didn't like so much, and I'll finish with the one that I really like a lot. So starting off, uh, John Wick Hex just hit PS4. It's been out on PC for a while, uh, obviously inspired by the John Wick films. Uh, Full disclosure, not the biggest fan of those, but I think they're okay. Um, This one is, it takes John Wick, which is Keanu Reeves as a hitman, and turns it into a turn-based strategy game, which to me sounded like fire. I'm like, this sounds amazing. Taking single person, not a squad, just John Wick himself, and turning like his, his gun mechanics, his fighting, his rolling, all the action into a turn-by-turn strategic combat title seemed like the most amazing idea I'd ever heard of. Um, and I think... It's almost there. Uh, this is put out by Biffle Games, uh, by good old Mike Biffle over in the UK, uh, in conjunction with some other folks. And, I mean, the graphics are kind of cool. I like it. It's fairly stylized. looks like a little bit cartoony, which I think is a good fit. I like the concept of, like, being in a room and coming up to a guy, and then you have a menu that drops down, and it's like, would you like to punch him? Would you like to kick him? Would you like to shoot him? Would you like to throw your gun at him? Would you like to roll out of the way? Like, you have all these choices, and each choice has time attached to it. So it shows you um, what the enemy character is going to be doing and how long it's going to take them to do it, and then it shows you, well, whatever choice you pick, it'll say, oh, if you want to roll, that's going to take you 1.5 seconds. If you want to punch him, that'll take you 0.5 seconds. It'll, If you want to shoot, it'll take, you know, whatever. And so you can kind of plan accordingly. You want to get your moves in before they get their moves off and kind of, you know, manage the room. Usually you're fighting a couple guys at once. And so you're kind of like going back and forth between them, taking cover and like really carefully watching how much time you're spending on each move so that you're not, you know, caught in the crossfire or, or, or pinned down or something like that. So like on paper, this is amazing. Like I love this concept so much. And I think the problem is perhaps that it didn't bake long enough and perhaps not enough money was put into it. Um, I think Bithel is totally on the right track, but I think the UI is really terrible in this game. I think the time system is not very clear and it should be like a lot more intuitive and easy to read. Also, um, the action gets really repetitive, really fast. And it's a shame that there's not more to do. I didn't play it for very long because I kind of got bored of it before I even finished the first world. Um, and part of that I think is that the levels go on for just too long. Um, even, in like the first couple of levels, you can hit a situation where there's just infinite guys coming at you, which is not a good look. I mean, your bullets are limited. If you run out of bullets, you have to grab another gun. Like you don't have infinite ammo. Um, you don't have, uh, infinite life. And if you, the, if you end a level with low bullets and low health, you start the next level with the same amount of bullets and health you had. So if you get into like a really hairy gunfight, you take a couple shots, you're in bad shape. When you start the next level, you are in equally bad shape, which is really Mm. tough to recover from. And it kind of forces you to play perfectly all the way through, which might be an okay thing, except for when you throw infinite goons into the mix, it really tilts the scales the wrong way. Yeah. So I didn't like the infinite goons at all. I think that was a really poor choice. Um, I think that you don't do enough stuff. Like you're not using the environment very much. Like you're not throwing things. You're not really being in the environment, which is kind of a shame. And also, I think it's really tough to tell visually what's going on. It's hard to tell like when you were out of the line of sight, like when you're safe behind cover and when you're not. 
So I love this idea so much. I feel like if, if um, Bithel had had maybe six more months and 50,000 more dollars, this would have been like a fucking amazing game. And right now it just seems like the beginning of an amazing game, but it is not amazing. And I, I noped out of it pretty quick, but I love the idea so much. Yeah, I played it on Epic Store. Um, I don't know if we talked about it on this show. I can't remember. No, we didn't. Anymore. I didn't know you'd even play this. No, we didn't talk about it. Uh, I was biting my tongue because pretty much you were saying most of the things that I thought just now. Um, mm. I, th- I think it was almost ready for prime time, and there are a lot of interesting elements, and I do like some of the style. Uh, and I would like to see more cutscenes and, and, and just more of a reason to do these battles. Uh, yeah, but th- at yeah. the same time, you're totally right. We're like, if they were like, um, I don't know, more, cho- I don't say choreographed, but like the movies are all about these, you know, beautifully choreographed scenes. And like you said, if it becomes more about just like fighting more goons, then you're like, well, why am I doing this? It doesn't feel like it has weight to it. So exactly. So exactly. So you just, so- it just becomes about doing the system and you're not really like living the story. You're not, you don't feel like you're on a mission. You just feel like you're just doing this combat which becomes like really samey really quick yeah and i think that's exactly why i stopped it because i was having fun at the beginning like john wick like the idea of this kind of turn-based thing and and switching it up that way and if you think of it it's like how john wick would look at a situation right which is the cool part totally yeah 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 oh what should i do i should do this and take three seconds to do this and i'll do that but then yeah the repetition i think is what what hurt it um I think, yeah, I'd like to see some patches or a DLC, or I'd like to see more of it later. I will say yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, it's a licensed game, so I don't know if there's going to be any more resources put into it, but yeah. it's a shame because I feel like Bithel was so close to having this be like a really kick-ass game, and it just didn't get there. But I love what I love what he was going for, though. He was It was definitely going in the right direction, but you got to just, you know, didn't yep. quite make it to the finish line. So, uh, Carlos, uh, what uh, game would you like to discuss? Uh, just quickly as well, I wanted to mention uh, a game I keep meaning to play and I finally bought. And I do know the price of this one because I was like, do I really want to spend this much money? Uh, but I do it for the show and my own pleasure, but also for the show. I finally uh, caved and bought Wreckfest. Wreckfest? Is that a Demolition Derby game? It sure is. It's also <laughs> a Demolition Derby and racing game. Okay. All right. I'm out, but keep talking. Yeah, I'm a sucker for Demolition Derby games, and there's not many of them. Uh, one of my favorite ones ever was for the PS2. I think it was just called Demolition Derby, if I'm right. Uh, Destruction Derby? Maybe that's it. I don't know anything this episode. I don't know my name. <laughs> Destruction Derby, Destruction PS2 Derby. I don't know what the fuck it was. But it was a. It was just Derby. <laughs> Keep talking. I'm sorry, man. You're cracking me up. Keep going. Keep going. It was called, Keep going. It was called Derbster. You guys remember Derbster for PS2? <laughs> oh, um, God. Okay. So I love Destruction uh, Derby-type games. And now it just sounds weird saying those two words together. And this is, uh, it's you know, I, I keep putting it on the shelf. It was, like, on my Steam, like, wish list forever. And then that showed up on PS4. And I was like, well, I like things on my TV while I'm on my couch. And this is how I talk when I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> But um, so I finally got it. it. It's forty fucking dollars. Oh, dude, that's a lot of money for a game like that. Thirty nine ninety nine. It's forty. Don't get fooled. It's not even new. It's like it came out a couple it's years ago. It's not it? even new. I think on Steam it's been at least a year, not two oh my years. God. But yeah. All right. Oh my god. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> still, still went ahead and did it, and I can say I like and dislike this game. So. Uh oh. Yeah, it's okay, though. I think it's still worth the purchase. Spoiler. But uh, here's my two main thoughts. One, it's got the career. It's got the multiplayer. It's got the set up your own race. It's got everything that racing games have, right? But what's interesting is in the kind of races that you can make besides career, you can – all the races have a race ability, like an actual race, and then they have – just the derby part of it. So you're just trying to smash each other up. So they have both of those. But in the races, lots of times you can really just smash other cars up too because there's physics, there's, you know, it's encouraged to hit other cars. And in certain races, I think the rubber banding or whatever you want to call it, like the AI is, you know, can get ahead of you too much. And then 
it's hard to crash them because they're like way ahead of you. But if you're if it's a close race, I've seen some really interesting races where like I fucking hit this guy in the tail and he goes spinning out. He hits another car. You know, pieces are flying everywhere. And I'm like, this is the best game of my life. Like, I love this moment. But, (laughs) But then other moments I'm like way ahead or I'm way behind and I'm just taking physical damage from like the road. You know, my 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 hood's all dented from nothing fun, just driving. And I'm like, this is not fun. And then in the Destruction Derby part, like there could be a really great moment where I smash one to bits and they go flying, the car goes on fire and blows up. And that's really interesting. Or other times where I'm just getting hit like from randomly places. I, I'm driving in circles for way too long. And I'm like, why did people do Destruction Derby games again? <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's really hit or miss and the biggest problem I have with the game well there's two problems one you start career mode in lawnmower battle so you're on little lawnmowers like a ride on lawnmower ride on lawnmowers that's your first one you do and it's not fun and people go flying off the lawnmower which should be fun but then when they die like they just blink out of existence and then all of a sudden a new lawnmowers show up and they blink into existence. Is that a thing that people do in real life? Are there actually destruction no, derby lawnmower I, battles? It can't be. I mean, we can Google it, but I mean, well, now we should. I, I was gonna say it would be cool if you knock somebody off and then you can run them over and chop them up into bits. That would be kind of a cool little finishing move. By the way, I thought we were not into body horror this episode. Well, we're not, but I mean, this is so silly. Like it's so silly. Like it's not threatening, right? Well, yeah, the thing. So you knock the person off, and they all just blink away, like they disappear, like, and then they reappear. So it just felt like a really bad. Here's my thing. I waited for this game because I like physics. <laughs> you spent forty bucks on this game. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I think I'm still okay, but um, as in like justify my purchase. I was just so frustrated because I was waiting for this game to spend $40 on because I like physics and I wanted to be sure that this is what this was going to deliver me. And the first thing they show you in the game, it doesn't feel real. It's a ridiculous lawnmower battle. Yeah, It's a ridiculous silly. lawnmower battle that blinks in and obviously. So bad, bad choice for the first one. Secondly, some of the races with some of the destruction is really fucking fun. Like there's one that you literally jump through like, a huge hoop that's on fire and you're like going up just crazy tracks and then you're smashing the cars all along the way or you're like just trying to avoid them so you can get to the finish line there's some real fun to be had here i just think that uh there's not enough realism and not enough like planning when it comes to the races it's like they just threw a bunch of stuff into a game and it's all pretty darn interesting but it's not blowing my socks off. It's not a motor storm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I only vaguely because I don't like driving games in general. But I hear what you're saying. Like, I get what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't have the weight. It doesn't have the, like, gravitas or something that you're like, like Horizon, right? Or like a Forza where you're like, fuck, man, this is, like, visceral. So it doesn't have that. And then you're like, well, it's still pretty fun, though, to crash cars when I'm driving. Hmm. I mean, all those games are equally boring to me. So I'm only, like, pretending to relate. But I get what you're saying. So I, I'm okay with my purchase because I do go back to it. Like, I'm literally thinking about it tonight, going like, well, I'd like to do a really cool race where I know that some really craziness could happen in the middle of it. And they do provide that. I just think that there's it's, it's inconsistent. Yeah. That's my word. That's my word. All right. So that was Wreckfest. Do you have another game, or is that the, the only one you have right now? That's it. I'm just doing that in Trials. So. Okay, cool. No problem. I have one more game, and then we have our little uh, Last of Us little bit at the end. One more game I want to give a shout-out to. The last. The last of us, two is also the last of the show. Uh, before we get to that, though, uh, the game that I really like, spoiler, I think this game is great, is called Spaceland. Uh, really boring, really dull name. I wish the PR people had come up with something better. Uh, it's on the Switch. It's put out by Tortuga Team. I have never heard of these people before, but apparently they have done a couple really, really small, low-budget indie turn-based tactics games. And that's what this is. It is a top-down turn-based tactics. It looks a lot and reminds me a lot of like a very, very small, bite-sized XCOM. Uh, mm. And it's it's great. Like They understand very thoroughly what makes a tactics game fun 
and they are also able to produce that. They were able to really dial in on what makes Tactics great. This game is great. Like, don't be fooled because it looks kind of cartoony. The graphics are kind of cartoony. The character art is not great. Um, So let me clarify that. When you're looking at the game itself, it looks fine. looks good. But when you look at the the PR materials, the title card in the eShop, when you look at screenshots and it shows hand-drawn character art, that character art is not good. They need a better artist for that. It looks really cheap and kind of trashy. Um, no no disrespect intended to anybody who drew that. But honestly, it's not very good. I'm sorry. Uh, it is not as good as the game actually looks when you're playing it. It looks way better when you're playing it. The graphics are much better than that. So don't be put off. Uh, but it has very specific characters. So you don't recruit just generic characters. Each character is a specific person with a relationship with another person. Like one person is like uh, the shotgun guy. One person's like the chain gun guy. One person's like the healer. Um, So they all have defined roles and you just have your team. But each level is really handcrafted to go after a certain concept. Like in some levels, you have to hurry up and get to the objective. In some levels, you're killing all the monsters. In some levels, you're on these bridges where if you stand two people on a bridge, it falls. But one person on a bridge is fine. Uh, In some places, you're trying to get to a specific hard-to-reach area while monsters are kind of attacking you. Like, each level gives you a slightly different um, take on tactics challenges, and it keeps the game so fresh. Like, you never know what you're going to be getting in the next level. It's not just kill all enemies every single time. Uh, I mean, there are a couple of those, but, like, they they change it up and change it up and change it up, and you often have to kind of really think creatively about what your characters can do and how can you use them most effectively. And... Uh, it's got a lot of really interesting systems. Like you don't have an infinite ammo, which I think makes you think really carefully. Also, um, you, there's a skill tree and an upgrade tree, so you got to think about how to do that. And there's not enough resources to upgrade everybody, so you got to be really careful about who you like to use and who's most effective in what situation. Um, these guys just—they have tactics nailed down. Like this is a great tactics game. It's really good. I love the level design. I love the characters. Uh, I just love how it comes together. It's a perfect fit for the Switch. Uh, I think it's wonderful. If it's not for that, like, kind of like subpar character art, I would have literally nothing to complain about. Yeah, you you have a problem with art if it if oh, it doesn't man. meet your liking. I am an art snob. I am not shy about that. And I mean, it's not terrible. It's not bad, but it's just for a game that's as good as this game is. They should have gotten like better art for it. Like, it's it's not up to par with the rest of the game. Question. Yeah, question. Campaign wise, what are we, are we what are we looking at? Yeah, there is a campaign. It has a story. Uh, the story is just real lightweight. I mean, it's just enough to keep you going. You crash into a planet. You got to find out what's going on. There's a team of people who disappeared. You got to track them down. So there's story, uh, enough story to keep you motivated, to keep you going. But it's really just about how juicy each combat situation is. It's really good. Okay. Yeah, it seems like they nailed it. And, and I'm really interested because I, yeah, I like a good XCOM on my Switch. I don't, what other kind of tactic games are on Switch that you've liked? Um, I've, I mean, there's a couple, I don't, not so much like in the XCOM vein, but there's like Tangle Deep is one I got to get back to, which I really love a lot. I mean, Into the Breach is a perfect game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a couple other ones I can, I can't think of right off the bat, but there's a, there's a number of good ones on the Switch that are, that are, uh, in the, you know, not Nintendo put out. Although I will say that the Donkey Kong, um, what is it? Super, what the fuck is it? The Rabbids, Super Mario versus Rabbids was actually a really, really legit tactics game. (laughs) Um, so there's stuff on the there's stuff on the switch for sure, but this one is great, and I'm guessing that most people are going to give this one a pass because it doesn't look like it would be a very good game. The art does not sell it, uh. and the name is super generic. Like I think I passed it up a couple times, but uh, one of the writers at Game Critics, AJ Small, he was singing this game's praises and would not stop. And I'm like, well, if he likes it, I should probably give it a second look. I pick it up, and I'm like, oh my god, this is great. This oh game god. is oh my god, it is great. So if you like tactics, if you like XCOM, if you want strategy on the Switch, Spaceland, I think it's 20 bucks, maybe 15 maybe 20 Worth it. Either way, either way, this is a top-notch tactics game. I love it. It's really good. That is a, a, glowing, a glowing praise, and I'm going to check it out. Spaceland. Super. Spaceland, um, boring name, but great, great game. Before we leave uh, Wreckfest, I just figured something out. It's from Bugbear Entertainment, and or Bugbear Games, and they did the Flat Out games. Remember Flat Out? Yeah, those are also boring to me because I don't like any car game, but I remember those. Right, yes. but, but they're extreme weird, like the same kind of feeling I felt with those games where like you have the person go flying out the windshield and just ridiculous physics stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what it this feels like. Uh, I feel like this is actually more polished in those games, but it's that kind of like it's almost hitting the mark. 
for physics and cars. So maybe so. that's their bailiwick, you know, like like a little bit sillier than maybe you want. Maybe right, their, right, right. It's jam. almost like yeah. now that I know that, that maybe I'll give it more of a pass when I go back to it. <laughs> I don't know. Well, there I don't we know. go. Okay, one final section before we leave the show today. Uh, now, Carlos, you wanted to talk about this, The Last of Us 2 uh, trailer. You wanted to discuss a spoiler. Now, I, I will definitely play this game, and I like the first last of us a lot it was my my game of the year when it came out so i'm a big fan um so i don't want to do any spoilers but you did want to talk about the trailer which i i just watched a few minutes before the show i am fully prepared to talk about the trailer as are you i assume yeah so here's what happened um unless you're under a rock that's what people say right unless you're living under a rock uh there's been rumors and spoilers and leaks around Last of Us 2, and that's all out there. And if you want to Google it, you can find it. It's pretty easy. Now, as you might know, if you listen to the show, I don't care for Last of Us. I am, Corey doesn't like it either, right? We're aligned on no, that. No, Corey think. thinks it's pretty overrated. We talked about that on the show a couple times. Yeah. Very contentious episodes. Uh, but yeah, I like it a lot. He didn't like it a lot. And you don't, Tell us really briefly why you don't like it. Um, wow, I wasn't prepared for that. I feel like... <laughs> It's just well because I have I have reasons why I don't like the idea of the second game, and they're attached to some of the spoilers that I know that I won't talk about. But I would say the original. Um, I know this sounds weird, but it got boring to me. Like, also, it's subjective, and it's also where you are in your like gaming life. But totally, I was probably totally. burnt out of zombie games at that point. Sure, sure, and. You know, it definitely, like, it, when it rains, it pours when it comes to genres in games. And so I was definitely tired of zombies. I remember getting frustrated with, like, having to uh, throw little cans and, like, distract guards, which is also a lot of that game. And I was like, no, totally, yeah. I don't want to yeah. do that. I didn't like how quickly I could die. And I didn't, like, find the horror parts horror. I just found them annoying. So, actually. Okay, okay. That's a pretty good explanation, I think, right there. <laughs> um, so I wasn't excited for the second one, and then when I saw the one trailer where, like the you know the glorious kiss moment uh, that they showed at, I guess it was E3 uh, a while ago, I was interested because again the art is so beautiful. There's so many like love and care that this uh, the developer puts into the worlds and the characters they create. I was like, well, that's really you know effective and emotional. But then I saw another trailer. Uh, that just showed, you know, Ellie killing a bunch of people. And then this trailer dropped amidst the the rumors and spoilers that I heard about. So the story trailer specifically is what we're talking the about. Story the story trailer. The most recent one from May 6th. Yes. May 6th. Last of Us 2 spo- story trailer. So without spoiling it and not going to the spoiler part of it, I was already feeling down about the game. Um, the spoiler stuff didn't make me feel better about it. And then this story trailer is again like we mentioned earlier in the show, definitely not something I want to deal with right now, which is a story of revenge, a story of torture, a story of torture and revenge, a story of more killing. Uh, oh, wait, to get to this next scene, you're going to have to make someone feel really bad about themselves and then kill them. And then maybe some more torture. Um, so for me, don't want this right now. I know it does come up for a little while, but not excited. The second trailer made me even more like put off because I'm also a not a fan of The Walking Dead, which is just feels like torture porn, especially as it went on. Uh, and there's literally torture in that show. So torture, not a big fan of. Um, I know some spoiler stuff that we won't talk about. Not a big fan of. And I'm, you know, one million percent out. <laughs> um, Your thoughts? <laughs> My thoughts. So just briefly to touch on the spoiler thing. I haven't seen the spoiler things. I have not been spoiled. I'm, I'm trying to stay away from that stuff because in general, I am not a person who likes to be spoiled on anything. Uh, but it's interesting because I don't know if this is confirmed or not, but the buzz that I was hearing was that somehow Naughty Dog had fucked over some people that were working on The Last of Us 2, like screwed them out of some money or something. That is incorrect. It's been debunked. Oh, it has been debunked. Okay, yep. never mind. I'm not going to spread that then. That was that was what I was hearing. I didn't know if that was true or not. Yeah, it's not Naughty Dog or Sony. And it, uh, the people, they actually found them already uh, at the time of this recording. And it was just people hacking a Sony account or something like that. Lame. Because they put out a... There was a story saying that maybe it was um, 
uh, you know, people from Sony who got screwed over and they were kind of doing this as revenge or something. So I'm glad to hear that that wasn't the case. I don't want to hear about anybody yep. getting fucked over in the games industry. It's already hard enough. They're already working hard enough. Let's not screw anybody over. So I'm glad that's been debunked. Thank you for clearing that up. Yep. Um, but I'm basically with you. Uh, I liked The Last of Us and I was in an okay place when I played it. I wasn't burnt out on zombies. Um, I thought it had a lot of good moments. I liked the story overall and I think it was a great game. I don't think it needed a sequel i was perfectly okay with it not ever getting a sequel um and probably my favorite part of that game was the dlc did you probably didn't play the dlc did you the um god i don't remember what i think it's called left behind did you play that oh no i i definitely looked at it but then i was like is this more the gameplay that's left behind that i don't want to play anymore I mean, I think my favorite part of, of Last of Us is Left Behind, and I think it's probably one of the best things that's ever been made in video games, like, ever. What? Uh, because, absolutely, it is, it is, I gave it a perfect 10 when I gave it a score. Uh, it's one of the perfect things we reviewed at Game Critics. And the reason being is that it focuses so much on the story and the humanity and the frailty and the love of um, Ellie and, and that story that's covered in that DLC. I'm not going to spoil it here. Uh, but if you've played The Last of Us and haven't played Left Behind, you, like, you missed the best part. Like, that was the best part. Mm. Um, so that was pretty incredible. Pretty incredible stuff. And I would have been fine leaving it there. I didn't really want more. And now that I've seen the trailers, this story trailer, the E3 trailer that they showed, I agree with you that I kind of am not grooving on the, the torture porn aspect of it. Like, I that was never the greatest part of last of us for me. It's not what I enjoyed. I enjoyed the characters. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed, you know, the struggle maybe, but not, not the blood or the killing and stuff. And seeing these trailers where it's like, I'm holding a knife to your throat and I'm cutting your finger off and you're, you're choking in a noose and all this other stuff that they're showing. It's like, I, is this supposed to get me excited? Cause it's kind yeah. of grossing me out and it's not giving me the right tone. I mean, I'm assuming that they're going to, probably work in so many of the moments that I enjoyed about the first last of us, but you're not really seeing them in these trailers and it's kind of turning me off. Like I agree with you. And remember that trailer they dropped before this one, which was, yeah, like literally someone being like tied up and like poked and, or something and like tortured, that. like yeah. as they were being tied up and it was yeah. gross. Like it was like, I don't need to see how many arrows a person can take before they die and how much blood you can put on a screen. Stupid. And you know, like, yeah, the suffering is just like, it's like, it's a little bit over the top for me. And it's interesting that you brought up The Walking Dead, too, because I was actually a huge fan of the comic and the show. And then and then they started getting into the torture porn aspect of it where the torture and the it was just like the human people started doing stuff that was like so over the top. So over the top. Yeah. Like I, I kind of noped out and I'm like, I've been watching the show for like however many seasons and seen so many zombies and all this killing and gore and people are surviving. But like when it was about the people and zombies, that was where I was kind of liking it. And when it started being the torture porn, I was out. So I never finished it. I, I didn't either. And I was the same with you. I actually started it and, you know, watched it for many seasons. But my biggest, and I actually gave it much more of a pass when I should have noped out a long time ago. But my uh, defining moment was um, Glenn and the head. That thing. was where I noped out too. Yeah. yeah I was I like, really okay, cool. It. What the fuck did I just see? Like, <laughs> I didn't sign yeah. up for this. I feel like I should get like some money back somehow and I didn't even pay for it. Like, they should give me like some sort of, you know, damp mental damage money because you should get a counseling voucher after that. Dude, yeah, fuck absolutely. that show. Anyways, <laughs> that I mean, that was where I noped out of the comics. I had every single comic read it religiously every week or, you know, every month or whatever it came out. And um, when they got to that Glenn part, that was where I was like, oh, my God, this is too, this is this is just too far. This is not OK. I, I cannot go along with this. And there's been a lot of shit that came before that part where it was you know, a little bit sketchy, but that was too much for me. And that's where I quit the show. And so that for me was like my line, right? I'm like, I'm not going to cross that line. So I feel like, I don't know if the, the whole game's going to be like that. I hope, I hope not. But like what they're showing is already making me feel like, okay, are you guys going to start at the line and then just keep going? Cause I don't know that I want to do that with you. So yeah. And, and, and so go to your point of the DLC, um, the DLC that I played, I didn't play, uh, left behind. I played the Lost Legacy, Uncharted. Oh, okay. Yeah, Remember, yeah. it was something similar though. It was like two women's journey, um, exactly. And it was really good. Like I liked the kind of the character and the friendship between them and stuff. So I did play that. And if Last of Us Two went down that route uh, or like the Left Behind route, I would be more interested because again, that that kiss scene was really cool and effective. And um, but yeah, what I see from the trailer and again. Uh, 
this is a spoiler-free spoiler discussion, I will say that, you know, there's something in that spoiler, light as it may be, that reminds me of the new trailer. And if it's just yeah, more of that, yeah. and that's what the spoiler is that's kind of like floating around, then it doesn't, doesn't give me any more hope. Now, it's out of context, but at the same time, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean... I'm hoping I'm hoping that when you see the full thing, the context will be better, that it won't be wall to wall torture and harm. And but I don't know, man, I feel like they're they're really positioning it a certain way towards the people who just want the blood and guts. And I don't feel like that's the best way to go for me anyway. I I don't like the way that they're positioning it. So, yeah, we shall see. We We shall shall see. see. And yeah. And that's going to do it for the show. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, that was it. We got a lot done, although we didn't say words right, but whatever. Uh, whatever words are not important on a podcast folks that is it for us this week thank you very much um in the meantime before the next episode uh we would love to get your questions and comments if you want to email us up hit us at so video games podcast at gmail.com we're on twitter collectively at so video games but you can hit us up individually carlos where do you want people to find you this week uh you know don't find me find so video games on twitter at so video games Let's do that. And I thought you were going to say, don't find me, I'll find you. And I was like, ooh, ooh. creepy, creepy. Can I, can I rewind and do that? <laughs> no, I don't want to. Too late. We'll do it next week. We'll do it next week. Okay. Uh, as for me, same as usual, it's my name on Twitter and Instagram, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y, all A's, no O's. And that is going to do it for episode 179. Thank you again for joining us here on So Video Games. We'll be back before you know it, but for now, this is bye from Brad. And bye from Carlos. Just keeping it simple. The whole rest of the podcast is fucked up, so I just thought I'd make the ending nice and simple.